0: I live in an era where quoting a woman seems to be extinct. I live in an era where texting is actually considered dating. I live in an era where no one wants the title commitment and the hard work to make a relationship work, but everyone wants the benefits of a healthy relationship. This is the world I live in, and this is the world we all know we are living in. So what are we to do then? What's the solution? Well, I'm no expert in relationships. I'm no guru. And neither am I going to claim that I know better. But what I am is Tanaka. And welcome to the Pizza Geniuses podcast, where I talk with you about everything from hope, inspiration, love, and lifestyle. Okay. All right. So if you're new here, welcome. And I'm glad to have you join the party. And I would say grab a drink, slice and join the chat because that's what we're all about here. It's a moment of just talking. Okay. Nobody's pointing fingers at anyone, but we're just chatting and learning one or two few things here. All right. And Going further, originally, uh, this episode, episode number three, by the way, um, I had a relationship coach who was supposed to be a special guest, but she ditched me guys and ghosted my messages. So (laughs) you guys are not going to get to see that three part, um, series that I actually made for you guys. And, um, so what you're getting now is just like something i'll just put together and we see what happens we see what happens yeah we see what happens yeah so um so then the idea of this episode was largely influenced by the fact that i believe in your 20s um your 20s should be the period that you try and figure yourself out um and there are three pillars that i think are important to figure out during this period in time and that is your purpose your financial plan and your relationships um i mean right now um i would say if you're in your 20s right or whatever the case may be um it's easy to live life in the moment and being young and adventurous you kind of think you got all the time in the world right and Um, yes, it's true that you've got all the time in the world, but what you don't foresee is that the choices you're going to make now are going to be a ripple effect in the near future or in your future life, if you know what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, that's what I believe, you know. And obviously, I'm not 90, so (laughs) I've been listening to Advices from older generations, from millionaires, from successful men and women. And at the same time, I've also been listening to people who live ordinary lives because they carry a particular type of wisdom that you will not hear a billionaire tell you, if you know what I'm saying, or something like that, you know. And I'm not going to lie, you know, you hear quite a few things that you never thought Someone would would actually regret in the future, and yeah, and I was actually listening more to like in in relation to relationships, <laughs> because um, in the other two categories that I've mentioned above, like the um, the financial and the purpose area, I don't I don't think I have a problem much with that area. I think those are particularly my strengths, and when it comes to uh relationship in general um this is where i can say i do have some particular weakness in this area and um that's why we're here today okay that's why we're having this chat you know um so yeah and if you actually are that person that believes this is actually this touchy feely stuff is actually like a boatload of nonsense um i mean Kudos for you, you know. Um, live your life and live it to the fullest, live in the current moment, you know. And ten years from now, if you are still at the same job, no promotion, you're still you know, wandering the earth in utter like in utter wonderland, like you have no idea what your purpose is and um you haven't improved for the last 10 years since you were like 21 or 22, whatever the case may be, I promise you, no one is going to want to hang around you. No one wants to hang around with somebody who doesn't look like they are progressing in their life. And the second thing is, you're going to be quite a bit of a lonesome person. Sorry, lonesome person. You know, a person who has... Progression in their life most of the time usually tend to attract a lot of people You know what I mean? And so I Don't know it's really your choice It's really up to you and I'm just here to make the chat, you know And I'm not here to make it sound like some lecture or something Yeah now in my case The other two are not a problem because those are more of like, I think in in general, they're more of my strengths. And the last one, however, when it comes to relationship, I think I've struggled and um, uh, I've struggled and I think it's more of my weaknesses because I haven't given much time into it and attention, if you know what I mean. And at the current moment, it's more like I'm trying to mentally and physically and emotionally, you know, be prepared and Prepare myself, you know, that kind of thing. And it's not that I'm incapable of, you know, of dating or anything like that, but it's one thing to be just in a relationship, and it's another thing for both parties to be happy in the relationship. It's the second one, the latter, that's actually more difficult to build than the first one, right? And in general, relationships are never taught and Therefore, we never learn the skills in building a, a healthy one, you know, and uh, I believe men, men are taught in their entire lives how to treat a woman, but not what to expect from a woman. And a woman, on the other hand, is taught what to expect from a man, but not how to treat a man. If you, I hope it makes sense what I'm trying to say. I mean yeah of course there is like the um there is the traditional way of actually treating a man and treating a woman right but we are now in the modern world right and the modern world doesn't really comply to some of the some of the things that uh, the traditional world was using because of the internet bubble you know the bubble burst where people started using internet to get their information rather from um rather than from their own relatives and family, you know what I mean? And with the whole rise of Instagram and people having beauty standards um, elevated by Instagram, um, it defeats the whole purpose of what exactly, you know, like in relative what exactly a woman or a man is supposed to look like and they're supposed to provide, you know? And I think that's the dilemma. And that's the thing that we need to actually, like... um, that's the thing that actually needs to be spoken about and actually, like, to chat about. And um, in my own case, I think, also with the rise of the um, the Netflix and the television and the um, series, actually, it has gone to an extent that um, a lot of people, in my own opinion, believe um, a relationship should be the way that you see on television, you know, all sugar-coated and everything. But... What they don't see is that for you to get there, right? You need to go through the hard work, you know, you need to go through the you know, the things that actually build the relationship in general, you know what I mean? And I think that's the problem that this modern and the generation that we're in right now is actually facing. And the effects of it might not be seen now, but I I promise you. 10 to 15 years, we're probably going to see the effects of what um, these uh, major tech companies have uh, publicized upon, you know, in general on relationships and beauty standards and that area in general. Yeah, and I think there are some things that you should know before uh, dating someone and that you should think about before you actually go into the, the relationship. And... Um, Some of these things I actually learned from experience, you know. And the first thing that I think is very important is communication style. It's important to understand each other's communication styles, especially when it comes to expressing feelings and needs. I promise you, if you guys are not able to um, express your feelings and needs properly, there is no way your relationship is going anywhere. It's literally just going to crumble before it even starts. If you do not communicate effectively, it can lead to frustration and misunderstandings. And believe me, I, I actually learned that one the hard way. And then the second thing I think is important is relationship values. It's important to have a good idea of what each partner is looking for in the relationship. This can include things like commitment level and expectations and what exactly they want you to treat them. Yeah. I think that's 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 actually quite important. Then the third thing I think is life goals. It's important to have an understanding of each other's life goals, including career, uh, the places you want to travel at, um, the lifestyle that you want to live in, and this can actually give you or help you have a general idea of the person's um, of the person, and also keep the relationship. In focus and aligned on what exactly you both are building. Now, such building such a bond doesn't mean things go as smoothly as you would want them to be. I believe in the beginning, some relationships are gonna start off okay and then become rough and then turn into jams. And then some are gonna start off rough and just and end at a sweet spot, and then some are gonna start off okay and never take off. And those ones which are going to just go smoothly like the, just, they're just going to be like a, just a smooth ride the whole way, right? And in my own opinion, I think what determines that kind of a flow and up and down flow or a smooth flow is generally from these two stages. The first one I would like to say, I think, in my own opinion, I would call it like the butterfly stage. And the second stage is more like the realization stage, right? And in the butterfly stage what happens is that um, basically at this stage you are in total oblivion and you don't see the red flags or the flaws or the few things that annoy you about the person. And at the same time you're not comfortable, like not yet comfortable, like truly comfortable being yourself around the person. It makes total sense out of the fact that at this stage you're more focused on attracting the person and making sure that, you know, it's like a situation where you say, hey, I've been here this whole time and look at me, you know, <laughs> like you're trying to get the attention, right? And this is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, it's quite normal to have a situation like this. At this stage, what have then happens is that, you know, I think it takes more like between three to five months to be in this stage. And it depends on the you know, and the relationship with you you and the person. It's unique the timeline is actually unique to you and the person. It can take longer, it can take a shorter time, it just depends. Then from this stage what happens is you then transition to the second stage, which is which like I said earlier is the realization stage. And when you get to the realization stage, this is when those pillars of attraction start to fall off. You start revealing your true self. And at the same time you also start to um you also start to like fear like the person if there's no A B C D F G about me they might not like me and they might pick up their bags and go you know that kind of thing and in my own opinion when you're starting in the first stage at least stick as much as possible to the to honesty so that when you're now moving to the second stage it's not like a shocking situation or you left out this certain important piece. That's quite shocking. You know what I mean? And for most fresh relationships, this is where usually the relation, this is where it ends on this second stage. And it ends because instead of trying to learn about the person's character, habits, flaws, history, it ends up becoming about the immune problem and irritation. And I'm not going to lie. Like it's, at this stage it's actually quite difficult to actually like map yourselves around because there's going to be a lot of oh I want this I want that and if the person doesn't do this for me I won't do that for them you know and that's where communication is actually quite important in this stage and um, in my case it's actually more difficult and (laughs) intense out of the fact that um, like right now some of the girls, because of the girls which I've been talking to, they're not like from here, right? They're mostly international or they're from Poland. There's a huge gap, right, of differences culturally, right? And because of are from two different continents in the world, values and um, lifestyles are so different that you need to sit down, talk, you know, and laugh about our differences and, you know, point out the few differences. And actually, you know, you have to have to, like, have a conversation like that. Otherwise, you're always going to be wondering why the person does this and you have no idea at all why they do it. And you will not even understand why they do it because you're not from that environment. Yeah, so I heard a statement from Jay Shetty recently and... He says, um, he says that a friend you spend with a friend you're gonna spend 50 hours, let's just say per month. Then with a with an okay friend you're gonna spend at least a hundred hours per month, right? Then with a great friend or a close friend you're gonna spend 200 hours per month. And basically, what you're just trying to say is. If you want your relationship to grow right you're actually going to spend more time chatting meeting and talking to the person for that relationship to get to that level where it's now a great relationship right and in my own opinion i think at this second stage that i've mentioned um this is where the relationship either grows or fall or falls for it to actually grow and for it to actually work i think it takes both of you to be wanting and willing for the relationship to actually grow. Okay guys, I need to get some coffee. I'll be back. Okay, so... Mom... Mom cover. Mom cover. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to say in Polish I have my coffee So, yeah, my Polish is not so good But, hey, I try, guys I try Anyway, so, continuing from where we came We, we last ended off uh, I think what I'm going to do is, guys I'm going to give you, like I think, like, you know, honesty The key component To a foundation In your relationship is communication Right? And Most of the time we spend our time being social, talking, and yet we do not really know how to communicate. And it can be communication over something so very simple, right? And you'll be surprised at how stupid the argument was when you look back and be like, but it was just something that didn't need, you know, like 15 hours to actually talk about. Yeah, and like my best friend actually grinds me over this kind of situation where about effective communication. He does a better job at that than me, even though I would never admit it, you know. And to be honest, one thing I've learned uh, from him and he pointed out is that assumption actually kills effective communication. Never assume you know what a person is thinking because half of the time, I promise you, you are probably wrong. Instead, it's always important to ask, to ask why the person is doing what they're doing. And um, most of the time, the person will tell you if you are sincerely, sincerely asking. Right. Um, and I would actually point out that never ask when you are angry at the person. It's the worst thing you can ever do and never ask when they are angry at you, the conversation will not go so well. A little story between me and my best friend uh, to shed some light on what I mean um, about less effective and assumption communication, what exactly it looks like. So um, so yeah, so actually the story goes like this, guys. So I used to share an apartment with my friend, right? And when it came to cleaning, we we're always fighting like cats and dogs, guys. So what would happen is that I would clean, right? And then he would come, like, whining. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> if you heard this, you'd probably kill me. But yeah, he would come back asking, like, um... Like, just after I finished cleaning, he would come and ask me, like... Bro. What the hell did you clean here? You ain't in the kitchen for the next 20 damn... Hours. What the hell did you clean? I'm hungry and I've been waiting for you to finish. What the hell were you doing in there? And I'll be so annoyed and in my head I'll be thinking I'm the one wearing glasses and yet you do not see Jack. This dude needs to get a new pair of freaking eyes. <laughs> Yeah, and then <laughs> what would happen is we'd we'll, like both of us storm into the kitchen, right? <laughs> and I would like point out at every single thing that I've cleaned, right? And and then you'd be like, ah. Yeah, I see that, but where is the thorough cleaning? You don't tell me you spent the next 20 hours doing this <laughs> blind piece of bread. I'm sorry, guys, but this is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny trying to narrate this story. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's what would happen, guys. And <clears throat> and at this point, I'll be like at a boiling point, and I'll be steaming, and I'll really, I'll be about to actually blow up, and I would actually blow up. I would actually admit about that, yeah. And anyway, to cut long story short, guys, What would then happen here is that um, we actually eventually sat down and actually talked about it to really try and understand, like, what the issue was between this whole cleaning fiasco, you know. And uh, what came to light was that uh, my thorough cleaning was more of um, I would clean like usual, the usual stuff that's supposed to be cleaned, right? And then I would... um, clean one more thing or two more things that I would actually clean from the inside, the outside, from, you know, like, I'll make sure like everything is actually like squeaky clean on that, whatever that thing is that I'm cleaning, right? And then next week, I'll pick another thing. And then the next week, I'll pick another thing. That's what I'll do, right? Making sure that that previous thing is actually squeaky clean. The next time I'm going to look at it will be in a long time, Right? And then his thorough cleaning was simply like, because we do this uh, thorough cleaning every weekend, it was a situation where um, you clean what's usual, right? And you clean what's never touched during the week, right? And it doesn't have to be squeaky clean, but at least if you've touched almost everything that's supposed to be cleaned, then it's better, it can be maintained that way. And that was his thorough cleaning, right? And so the thing is is that we, the fact that we never, you know, what caused the argument in the first place was that we never really talked about how it should be done, right? And both of us assumed that we understood what we meant by thorough cleaning. This is where the argument actually started from, right? Yeah, and it's it's so simple. Like, who doesn't know what thorough cleaning is, right? Everyone does, but anyone would do it differently. It's as simple as that, right? And so, for it to, for us to be able to actually have not have this argument and actually not have uh, assumption. We should. What what should have then happened before we actually uh, started with the thorough cleaning was that we should have then asked, what do you mean by thorough cleaning? What do you expect the thorough cleaning to be carried out? Or how do you expect the thorough cleaning to be carried out? And just as simple as that. Let me tell you something, guys. Don't expect people to take a wild well guess and know what exactly you want them to do and how you want them to do it. Tell them, teach them, show them, and then you can actually be able to get that result that you want. Yeah. And just imagine, this is someone I've been friends with for almost or over 12 years, right? And we're arguing over something so simple like cleaning. It's like so simple, guys, who argues over cleaning, but we're arguing over that, right? Right? And imagine someone who you just met just a month ago and you're expecting them to already, you're assuming that they already would understand you and they'll know everything that comes from the tip and the top of your head, right? It's just impossible. That doesn't work. Which is why you need to take your time building the relationship with someone. Of, of, well, in my case, that's how I do it. I mean, I take my time because I know that there is no way I'm going to like <laughs> sprint with the relationship and expect it to last long. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And this is why I prefer or I would say it's more important to start a relationship from the point of view of being friends. Because when you start off as friends, it's mainly based on the willingness from both of you to make it work and from both of you having a common interest. And it's not from hormones. It's not from... Sex is not from physical interaction, right? And what happens is that it's also not an obligation that you have to do certain things for the person. Like when you're in a relationship, you know, it's almost like you're in an obligation. You know, you have to do something for the person because they're yours, that kind of thing. So when you start off in that position as friends, you're basically focused on building the relationship on those two things, the willingness and the common interest. You know what I mean? And so when I then ask a girl out or ask a girl to be like uh, my girlfriend, whatever the case may be, it's a perk on top of our friendship. And in this way, I think it's more of a refined way of not going through a thousand people and getting your heart broken by a thousand people before you actually know which one is the right one. I think it's more refined in that way. And yeah, this is what I think is actually the best way to actually do it and to go about it, you know. Of course, there could be many versions, different versions that people can um, can use, but you've gone through the loops and the hoops as friends. Therefore, when you then become a couple, it's a well-deserved feeling. And there's a higher chance of actually cherishing the relationship because it wasn't a half-baked kind of relationship, if you know what I'm saying. And yeah, that's what I think is actually the best way. Now, there are two things that I would actually suggest you never do. And that's never walk into a relationship when you're lonely. You're most likely to pick the wrong person. And the other thing is never walk into a relationship carrying some negative emotion. You are most likely to rub that emotion on the person you're trying to build the relationship with. And usually when you are carrying a negative emotion, sometimes you can actually meet the right person. But because you are not sorted yourself out, right? You've not sorted yourself out first. um, It becomes a situation where the right person at the wrong time. Now, before you hurt yourself and the next person, ask yourself why this person actually matters and what are your intentions with that person. Do you like them because of the skills they have or lack of it? Do you want them or you need them? There is a difference between the two. Do you like them because of their appearance or lack of it? Are you committed to them reaching their goals and not just about the potential they have not about the goals you project upon them not the life you think they could lead but are you committed to the to them completing their goals and most importantly, you don't try to build a relationship where someone is supporting you so much that they actually forget what they are actually into now some advice the guys out there you do not pick the girl the girl is the one that picks you there is always a guy in a woman's life that is making a move and according to natural selection like just in general women always pick the guy that is most likely to cover their needs understand that you are selling yourself in the dating market and she is the buyer right So as the guy, you have to make yourself an attractive product in the market because there are so many sellers. So if you want to get the best out of the best, (laughs) and that will involve you trying to upgrade yourself into a good package, right? And some of the things that you can do is like having your career in check and having a sense of direction, uh, having a sense of humor, and believe me, having a sense of humor is always like a check on a list. You are confident about yourself. Guys, I cannot stress how much more this is important. Confidence and humor, those are the, like the top two that you need to actually have. Okay, look. If you want to get a girl to like really get her attention, it's, it's two things. It's words and presentation. A girl likes a guy who's presentable because she wants someone who she can brag about with her friends, amongst her friends. Because girls talk a lot. Believe me, they talk a lot. It does not matter what age the girl is in. As long as she's got friends, they will always talk about you. And if you are the one who's presentable and the one that's worth (laughs) her time, she's going to talk about you with her friends. And why I say words... This is when humor comes in, right? You want to sweep a girl off her feet, you have to have humor. There is a research that was done um, and it showed that like girls' fantasies are mostly rely on, this is weird for me too, guys. I, I find this weird, but yeah, there is a research about this. It was billionaires, werewolves, vampires, and doctors. I don't know, guys, but this are these were the fantasies. I don't know if you guys read Mills and Boons, but uh, my own opinion, these are some of the things that the girls find like in their fantasies um quite attractive, and you know what all these things have in common. they all have confidence in common, right, and that's why I say as a guy, you have to be confident about yourself now however when women get older and their biological clock starts to matter more than status, career, and presentation. At that point, being able to provide and build a family matters more to her. And I guess you have to learn to be responsible as that will be the most attractive feature to older women. And I think it's a little bit straightforward out of the fact that... um, Elephants do it, um, octopuses, oh, you guys need to research octopuses. It's a very sad story about how the women pick the male. It's, it's quite a sad story. But um, continuing, what well, I'm just trying to say, like, even birds and all those, all those other creatures, especially the bees, you know, the bees is a good example, right? They have to select, like, let me give you an example of, this, of the bees. You know, like, the queen bee, what she does, right? when the queen bee is ready to mate, what happens is she goes, there is like this um, situation where she leaves the hive and she goes and meets the males somewhere where they are grouping. Like there'll be a thousand bees which are males and the queen will get there and um, she will select the guy that actually needs, that she needs to mate with. And that bee that she mates with, uh, I don't remember how it works out or what happens, whatever the case may be. They will mate, and here's the part that's actually quite sad also. The guy will actually die after mating with the woman, and then the bee, the queen bee will then go back to the hive, and then um, she will then bear more bees, if you know what I'm saying. That's how it actually works. And imagine just us in general. That's how it also works, you know. The girl is the one that gets picked by the guys. And then she gets to choose which one is actually suitable for herself. So once you understand that as a guy, then you know what place or situation you need to put yourself in so that you can proceed yourself further. Yeah. And some advice for girls. Um, Guys may never say this, but each individual guy is looking for someone who they can connect with on a deeper level, all right? We may never say this but you should just know it from the back of your head and um when a guy is ready to be in a relationship it's usually the girl who's available at the moment that gets the guy it's not the girl that they're into it's not the girl that they really want it's the girl that is available at the moment that will get the guy that's how it works if you don't want to be treated like an object have your own set of values If you don't want to be marketed to by hungry, third-legged guys, thinking guys, don't walk around naked. I mean, there is decent wearing and there is thirsty OnlyFans kind of wearing. (laughs) You know what I mean, right? So, yeah, that's that's actually my take on this. Yeah, and guys are going to be most likely attracted by appearance. Rather than with girls. With girls it's different. Let me give you an example. Like, in this modern world that we're living in, uh, there's pornography, right? And um, most males are the ones who actually watch pornography. Because that's what guys are attracted to appearances, right? And with girls, it's books. <laughs> if you heard uh, recently, I was uh, earlier I was talking about meals and Boons. Yeah, it's books. That's how girls are stimulated. And that's the difference between the ratio there. So it's not right that the guy is actually attracted to a woman in that way. And if a guy is there because of that, drop them. If you're a woman and a guy is there because of your looks, drop them. And if you are a woman and you get satisfaction from showing like some thirsty pictures or whatever the case may be and that's where your satisfaction comes from that's actually quite sad yeah because i think as a woman the one thing that you should actually be broadcasting or the one thing that you should actually be proud of is who you are and what you're capable of doing right anyway <laughs> Let's end this episode, guys. And um, I'll just say a few more things and then we can wrap this up. So um, some of the things I think that I actually forgot to say earlier. um, When how usually a relationship ends is usually because one person is reacting and the other one is acting. And both are not innocent when it ends. Right. Because because how it works is like this. Like, for example, if I did something that you don't like and you decide to react and you react in a negative emotion rather than telling me exactly what you do not like. It becomes a situation where the negative emotion, not the negative emotion, but that reaction becomes a bouncing effect. You know what I'm saying? Now that you've reacted, you're now going to act. And I'm going to see you do something and I'm going to wonder why you are acting in that kind of way, and if I also don't say anything, I'm also reacting now instead of actually asking. Uh, sorry, instead of actually asking. You. So that's my opinion. When it ends, it's usually a situation where one is acting and the other one is reacting. If someone tells you they are busy, believe them. Let them go do whatever is keeping them busy. But don't wait for them. When they are ready to give you time, they will give you the time. Like I said, it takes two people to build the relationship. So if they don't have the time in the current moment, don't crucify them. Let them go do whatever they need to do. And when they have the time, they will come back and give you the time. right? But you do not have to wait. If a relationship ends and you're trying to fix it, it's usually two things that the relationship has ended. First, it's either misunderstanding. Or the second is usually because someone has lost themselves during the relationship. Or one of you has lost themselves during the relationship and has become more of an insecure person. Right? So first go and sort yourself out right? When you come back, be very clear what you want from the person and be very clear and sincere with what you want them to hear. If they feel the same way and they're interested interested in having you back, they are going to say something back to you. If they don't, that's all right. Just move on. If you're angry and emotional during an argument, Put a tape on your mouth and don't make rash decisions. You are most likely to say something you might regret and do something you might regret. So it's either you move yourself from that environment, go somewhere far and calm down, come back and then talk, right? And most of all, I have hurt people. Just as much people have hurt me. You are not the only victim. She is not the only victim. He is not the only victim. We have all been victims of being hurt. And it's not because we are all doing it purposely to hurt someone. No one has that kind of intention. Right? So, you forgive them. Don't carry around that grudge. It helps no one. Neither does it help you. But the first step is to forgive just as much as you want to be forgiven if you were in the wrong. Alright guys, that's it for today. I know today was a bit of a long episode like at least 40 minutes. Usually I prefer them, you know, 20 minutes. But I had to let everything, I had to say everything if you know what I'm saying. Alright guys, enjoy your week.